This show has explicit language and probably has mature themes. Hey, John, would you give us that intro lick? Explanations. I'm Dexter Sorensen. I look some stuff up on Wikipedia, watch some YouTube about it. I'm gonna explain it to my friend David Drondell. David, hi. hi hey. David. You, you good? I'm good. Me too. Are you good? Oh yeah. yeah, you just said that. Yep. All right, you beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> what are we uh, learning about today? Volcanoes. Volcanoes. Volcanism. Yep. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get right into it. So we're going to do a brief description, then we're going to talk about causes of volcanoes, and then we're going to talk about types of volcanoes, and then we're going to do other volcano stuff. Okay. All right, so the very brief description. Volcanoes are like any hole in the Earth's surface that can emit lava, ash, or gases. Okay. So yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be spewing lava, ash, or gas like right then, but it's like that can. Right, right. So it's basically, yeah. A yeah. deep enough channel or hole yeah, in the earth. Yeah, some sort of magma chamber. I see. Um, then we get into causes of volcanoes. I have the quote from Wikipedia to start. Earth's volcanoes occur because its crust is broken into 17 major tectonic plates. And those float on a hotter surface than its mantle. Wait, wait, wait. They float on a hotter surface than the mantle. The crust. I thought they floated on the mantle. Yeah, and the mantle is the hotter surface. Oh, oh. They, f- on the Earth's hotter surface, the mantle. Okay, sorry. I just misunderstood. No, it's the- good. Okay. Therefore, on Earth, volcanoes are generally found where tectonic plates are diverging or converging, and most are found underwater. And so. Oh, interesting. That most are found underwater. Most volcanoes. Most volcanoes, as well as the most of the techno- tectonic, tectonic plates. Um, well, they're boundaries, rather. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the boundaries of the tectonic plates. Yeah, are mostly underwater. I wonder if there's a... Well, if you think about, like, ones that converge versus ones that diverge, um, and, like, a good example of a divergent plate that kind of explains that is the mid-Atlantic plate. Uh-huh. And so that goes, like, basically the entire Atlantic Ocean. Like right, yeah, from north to south. It's like a big crooked winding zipper exactly. in those maps. Yeah, um, so in the North Atlantic, it separates the Eurasian and North American plates, and in the South Atlantic, it separates the African and South American plates. Okay. So and it it's separates just like... two different plates, and it's diverging... Oh, I see, yeah. ...two different sets of plates. Right, right. So and it's not... It's a, it's a continuous uh, ridge, but it it's actually because of... It separate, expanding Yeah, two different boundaries. Plates. Yeah. No wonder it's so crooked looking on those maps. Exactly. Um, and it, so if I'm not mistaken, too, it's like a conveyor belt, like producing new land that moves outward from it as it pushes more land up. Right. Yeah. Well, so it's like on each side, it's actually making it bigger. Yeah. Um, it's actually spreading apart from itself at a rate of about two and a half centimeters per year. OK, so the Atlantic Ocean is getting bigger and Africa and, and, and um, South America are getting further away, and Europe and North America are getting further exactly. away. Is that correct? Okay. By about two and a half centimeters a year, which is very significant on a geological time scale. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because if you compound that by millions of years, millions of centimeters is a lot of centimeters. Is a lot of fucking centimeters. And then an example of a convergent plate where they smash into each other is the Pacific Ring of Fire. Have you seen that one? Okay. Like basically, it's kind of it's kind of made up of a lot of different plates, but they're all kind of smashing into or moving past each other. I see, I see. And so, if they're smashing into each other, one one subducts under the other. That's correct? what it's called. Yeah, a subduction and zone. Largely, <clears throat> the one that subducts is the oceanic plate. Because oceanic plates are mostly made of basalt, which is denser than granite, which is oh. what uh, the continents are largely made of. Interesting. Yeah, and so the fact that, that the, the plates are actually made of different material. Yeah, and then not only that, the laws of density still apply. Like that's sure, because they're floating. Think, they're floating. Yeah, and uh, like even magma or like hot and stuff under the earth will eventually, like continue upward even through non-porous material oh wow which i think is fucking weird because yeah like hot shit rises um and so yeah the density is why the oceans sink under the continents okay because they are their plates are denser Mm. so as the sinking ocean floor gets melted it gets hotter and as because it deepens and then sure it, it's being pushed underground being pushed into under, the magma into the like when we say underground no it's putting pushed um into the mantle yeah sorry sorry i didn't yeah not which the magma the, the mantle yeah which is composed of magma uh sometimes if it's not uh, the pressure above ground right it's magma and if it's above ground it's lava well yeah but like a lot of times you see that course that split section uh-huh. of earth and you think that the the, the mantle is all like homogenous and but it's no actually kept together as a solid by the intense pressure it's under i see okay yeah. oh interesting so it's just mantle, a very viscous solid yeah i see interesting yeah i guess yeah i guess it was pretty stupid in retrospect but yeah i guess i kind of imagined it as being much the way lava is but that's kind of what deep i underground. thought too. yeah but it's under but so much pressure it's, yeah it's under so much pressure which is why it shoots up so violently as soon as it finds any mm-hmm. type of opening. But yeah, and then like, so... Or if there's no opening, it explodes one. Yeah. Like, a lot of people think that, or like I thought, for example, that an increase in pressure was responsible for eruptions of a volcano. Okay. But it's actually a decrease in pressure. Because if you think about it, it's like a good analogy is kind of like a bottle, a can of soda. Uh-huh. And if you shake up a can of soda... Like, no amount of shaking is going to get it to explode. Right. But as soon as you twist that cap or pop that tab, you create a decrease in pressure, which allows the bubbles to form, which shove the material up with it as it goes, expands as it gets higher up. So So it's mostly trapped gases that are responsible for bringing that material up to the surface? Largely, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, like it's exactly like the foam that comes out of your soda. Right, right. It's like the liquid itself isn't actually pulling itself up. It's the expansion of the gases as they right. go up towards the That's a- forcing exit. it up. That's forcing it up. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I had no idea. But yeah, like, of course, the pressure under there is like why it 
is allowed to come out when you release pressure. And that can happen like in a lot of different ways. Like it could be an earthquake that unsettles some ground, or it could be ah, the earth okay. itself pulling apart in those d- divergent plates. Right. Just like tons of shit like that. All right, let's talk about some types of volcanoes. Let's go for it. So first we got shield shield volcanoes. Okay, I believe I've heard of these. Yeah, I took Geo 102, I think, in 102, college. 102, yeah. yeah. You might even get it in 101. Yeah, I didn't. I just didn't happen to take 101, but Geo 102 had more land formations, so that was cool. That's cool. Um, yeah, they're the ones that have the large base and they're not as steep. They're called yeah, shield. Yeah, okay. Vol- they're called shield volcanoes because they kind of look like a shield laying down. I see. On its flat face. They're just like a big, but abrupt hill almost. No, not abrupt. They're like gently sloping. I mean, I guess I didn't mean abrupt. I meant but like you can they see. might not be um, necessarily like surrounded by other hills or, or something. Oh, yeah. They could just be like yeah. almost out of nowhere. Yeah, truth. Um, and that's mostly because they have effusive eruptions instead of explosive eruptions. I and see. And so the material that gets spurted out is in like a less viscous liquid form and so it can like s- travel farther as it cools ah uh, okay and so okay because it's low it, viscosity allows it to just travel make it travel further from the volcano exactly and so that's what makes it kind of like be w- more widespread gotcha and so like if you think about uh like a good example of shield volcanoes are like mount loa in hawaii like, where it's just constantly spewing shit. I see. Yep. Like, no matter when you go there, you can pretty much always see stuff. Oh, yeah. they You've got all those, like, helicopter shots of it constantly. I feel like any time yeah. they just want to put up, like, stock images of, like, oh, volcano, and they want you to see lava, you see that. Yeah. It's pretty common. Yeah. Not that they can't blow up large eventually. Yeah, and but, it has. Yeah. Uh, and then not too... Um, like, what was it? Like, 80s? Early 80s, maybe? Okay. Maybe 70s. I don't know. Um, I was listening to this one volcanologist on the Ologies podcast, and she was saying that that explosion was four years older than her, and that made me think she's older than me. So I think it was probably in the Uh, early 80s. Um, Next we have stratovolcanoes. Stratovolcanoes? Yeah. Like, just like S-T-R-A-T. T-O. Okay. Wait, strato. Strato volcanoes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say strat. I was saying strata is like T-A. No, no, no. Strato volcanoes. Or they're also known as composite volcanoes. Okay. I think that that sounds a little bit more familiar to me. Yeah, they're they're the ones that you typically think of when you think of a volcano. I see. Like the super steep sides with the crater on top. Okay. Um, So... Okay, yeah, no, Mount St. Helens didn't look like... It didn't have the crater on top, so... Mount St. Helens is a stratovolcano. Okay. Strato, I like to say strato, but yeah, stratovolcano. Strato. Um, And the reason is because they're usually made of more viscous lava. I see. And so it cools before it can travel very far. But also, they have generally, like, periodic intervals of explosive and effusive eruptions... And so they actually make, that's why they're called composite or strato volcanoes, because they make layers as the different types of eruption take place. Interesting. Okay. So it can give them a pretty irregular shape. Yeah. But they're largely, because of the highly viscous material, they're largely like more sloping. 
Right. That makes sense. Yeah. They have a, uh, well, and what I learned in Geo 102 is a higher angle of repose. Ooh, that sounds nice. It only partially applies to this, <laughs> but I'm just going to leave it. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, I got another quote from Wikipedia. Two famous examples of stratovolcanoes are Krakatoa in Indonesia, which is known for its catastrophic eruption in 1883. Huh. Never and heard of it. Yeah. I'm joking. I think, <laughs> I think everyone, I like, yeah, like everyone past kindergarten knows Krakatoa. <laughs> Krakatoa! <laughs> Krakatoa! And then there's also Vesuvius in Italy. Another very, very famous volcano. Yeah, that was in seven, AD 79. Yeah. And it ruined Oof. the Roman cities of Pompeii and Herculaneum. I feel like more people probably know um, about Pompeii and Vesuvius. Yeah, people probably know um, the name Krakatoa better than Vesuvius, I think. But but they know about the event of Pompeii more. It just taught us so much about Rome that it's like, I don't know, I feel like... As soon as you say Pompeii, like we can all imagine like people frozen in ash and stuff, you know? Yep. And then, like we were just saying before, Mount St. Helen is another example of a stratovolcano. Right. And the eruption that happened on May 19th, 1980, was actually the deadliest and most destructive volcano in U.S. history. Wow. I mean, yeah. yeah, It killed 57 people and destroyed 250 homes, 47 bridges, and 15 miles of railway. 47 bridges. I I bet that was from the ash, don't you think? Oh, yeah, probably. The, like, weight of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that stuff gets really heavy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's largely... And it was pouring out of the mountain for a while, I think. Well, and the ash is just, yeah, largely just, like, particulated rock. Yeah, exactly, yeah. That's why you can't fly through it, because all that particulated small rock would just, like, fuck up your engines. It's also why you shouldn't breathe it. Also... It's essentially tiny, tiny, tiny microscopic pumice. Yeah. And so it just scrapes up your lungs. It fucks like, you up. T- yeah, it tears them up. Um... Another interesting thing is volcanic smog is called VOG. VOG. That's an actual word the volcanologists came up with. Interesting. <laughs> VOG. Yeah. Um, but like we volcanologists. <laughs> yeah, they like their puns and they like their uh, basically dumb shit. They like ex- they like things that will kill people and puns. VOG. <laughs> um. But uh, Mount Vesuvius is actually a good example of what I was talking about earlier with, like, the soda can where you shake it up, and the low pressure is what causes the eruption. I see. Because the cause of Mount St. Helen going off was actually, like, a 5.1 magnitude earthquake went off, and that caused a landslide on the side of Mount Vesuvius. Yeah, you keep going back between those two mountains. So we're talking about St. Helens, right? Yeah, Mount St. Helens. Sorry. (laughs) The reason Mount St. Helens went off is because of the landslide after the earthquake. And the landslide relieved some pressure. Like a significant portion of Mount St. Helens slid off. And then the then that w- caused the release in pressure, which allowed for the eruption. Okay, wow. I always heard those events in the wrong series. Like, I was always... Like, I, I always... Um so it is like well it the eruption caused mount st helens to lose like so many tons of material in a landslide but no, no the landslide the caused landslide the eruption caused the eruption not the other but, way around but the magma moving underneath 
the ground could have caused the earthquake, which caused the eruption. Interesting. Yeah. Um, also, the reason... So is the magma uh, uh, under the ground often the reason for earthquakes? Uh-huh. Oh. Very oftenly. And a lot of the time... Um, a lot of the time, you can actually know that you're in a volcano, like a region with active volcanoes, quote unquote, because that means something completely different to geologists and volcanologists. Oh. Um, based on micro earthquakes that can only be detected with like seismometers. Seismometers. I see. Like, yes, but you probably won't feel them a lot of the time. I see. But yeah, like volcanoes moving and breaking shit under the earth is largely a cause of earthquakes. Huh. Yeah, like the magma. Yeah, I had no idea. I mean, it it makes sense because I imagine there's a lot of tension Mm -hmm. right at the boundary where where these plates are hitting each other and also resting on... There's a third boundary there, right? So, like, the plates, there's a boundary with each other, and Mm -hmm. then there's their boundary with the the mantle. Yeah. And like you said, it's, it's kept solid by the pressure. And so I imagine, yeah, the, 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 like the forces at work there are (laughs) enormous. Fucking intense. Man, can you imagine if you could tap that? Like geothermal has so much potential, but we haven't even dug that. Logistics are. Just digging even remotely far down is fucking impossible. It's really, really difficult. Um, The next one we have to talk about is calderas. And Wikipedia says a caldera is a large cauldron-like hollow that forms shortly after the emptying of a magma chamber or reservoir in a volcanic eruption. I see. And there are some actually, huge yeah, there are some huge calderas. Calderas. Like maybe, say, the entire park of Yellowstone? Exactly. Yellowstone is an entire caldera. Um, and what happens is after the, after the giant fucking eruption that causes or calderas can actually even be on smaller earth volcanoes oh yeah yeah like the 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 crater in the top of a volcano isn't called a crater it's not from an impact it was from an explosion so it's called a caldera exactly um but yeah and the reason they happen is because after that magma's gone turned to lava and spewed away it creates like kind of a void and the rock can't hold itself up so then it falls down. Sure, that makes sense. Into the caldera. And uh, yeah, they're actually said to be the most dangerous volcanoes, which brings us back to Yellowstone. Which is a, what it's do they a call it? Super, a super volcano. volcano. Yeah, a super volcano. I got a quote from Wikipedia about it. A super volcano usually has a large caldera and can produce devastation of an enormous, sometimes continental scale. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. With with Yellowstone, we have record of how many times it has erupted since it's been um, a continental volcano. And what's crazy is we've actually we have tracked its progress. So like it mm. moves. Yeah. Um, this hot as spot the, moves underneath the continent. Well, the actually, place. the continent moves over it. Yes, is what is really happening. Yep. Um, and so it used to be in Oregon, and there are all these deposits and stuff in Oregon and old car- calderas that mm. are still there. Um. And so they've tracked its path across North America, and they've also tracked its eruptions because when it erupts, it is a geological event. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, I, I mean event with, like, in all caps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because what happens is it rains down ash over the entire continent. Yep. Uh, and so they can see these compressed ash deposits in the rock strata. 
And um, I think they're not always, but sometimes, uh, you know, I don't know if they're associated with extinction events so much as just like mass die offs. Oh, um, well, we'll, we were going to get into this later, but um, I think about five of seven known mass extinctions are proposed to possibly have been involved in mass extinctions. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, say that again. You said three between three and five of seven known mass extinctions are three, caused by three or five of them are caused by volcano volcanic activity right right but like that's like so with like the dinosaurs we know that the kt event was really really bad for them mm. that's when that asteroid impacted the yucatan yeah um so we know that that was really bad but we also have a lot of evidence that things were already headed yeah. south because um there was an intense amount of volcanism, I think, in Siberia. But this is really a, more about, like, um, that intense volcanism wasn't so much blanketing the world in ash as I think it was raising... Um, the temperature? or and, and well, Probably decreasing the temperature. Probably, yeah, because it was actually releasing um, s- so fine particulates that were entering the atmosphere and not settling. Um, well, and CO2. And lots of CO2, which was not good. Well, and then, yeah, so the fine particulates are bouncing uh, bouncing rays of the sun just right back into space. Yeah, it's just like a nuclear winter. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about some other volcano stuff. Yeah. All right, so a popular way of classifying volcanoes is by how they erupt. Like, you've heard of active, dormant, or extinct volcanoes? Sure, yeah. A lot of volcanologists and geologists like really aren't like they kind of use that terminology but nobody really agrees on what that really means and i know it's kind of dated like most of them kind of talk shit on it honestly um because there's no consensus really on how to define an active volcano okay i mean that makes sense yeah like the lifespan of a volcano can vary from months to several million years which makes the distinction somewhat meaningless to human life. It is. It, at that point, it's really just... Um, the distinction really is just to let people kind of get a feel for how how active it is. Yeah. When we say dormant, that doesn't really even mean anything. It, it just means mean it doesn't as erupt or show visual activity or yeah. seismic activity as much as an active one, right? Exactly. And like many of Earth's volcanoes have erupted dozens of times in the past few thousand years but they're not currently showing signs of an eruption. So they're considered dormant? No. I mean... They're considered active by volcanologists. By volcanologists, okay. the layperson would probably consider them dormant. I see. Um, Yes, like, given the lifespan of Earth, they're very active. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) But by, like, human lifespans, they're not. Right. I mean, that's... When you talk about big things, that's usually the case. Yeah. Human lives are small. They're very small. But I'm going to get a lot of shit done. <laughs> Just kidding. Most They're people. meaningful. Yeah. I mean, because, like, we created meaning. Yeah, so exactly. how could they not be? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, another cool thing about how you measure volcanoes is the Volcano Explosiveness Index. <laughs> explosiveness 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 index. index that's a hard word i'm just gonna say explosiveness yeah the vei for sure <laughs> shut up even easier <laughs> <laughs> um so it's an open-ended scale but the largest volcanoes in history are given a magnitude of eight i see and it's a logarithmic scale 
So like every one index you go up, you're 10 times more in magnitude. Uh, yep. Yep. So okay. a two is 10 times larger than a one. Right. And a three is 10 times larger than a two. That makes sense. Yeah. And so on and so forth. Yep. So like and magnitude zero is an effusive eruption like Hawaii. Oh, okay. Because it produces no, no geological rumbling. No significant like protrusions of material and it's like explosivity. Okay. Like mass at any given time. It's just kind of like spittling. Yeah. So like, but Mount Tambora, the eruption on Mount Tambora in Indonesia was a magnitude seven. Ooh. Mm. And Wikipedia says the death toll was between 70,000 and 250,000. Oh, my holy shit fucking a right that kind of puts mount st helens into perspective yeah um it caused what was called the year without a summer oh because it resulted in the average global temperature decreasing by about 0.4 to 0.7 celsius yeah i remember reading about this in bill bryson's a short history of nearly nearly everything because european crops failed yeah. Like this had it a global ca- impact. Yeah. It caused major food shortages in the Northern Hemisphere. Which led to famine, which led to war, which it's it's funny how few human events start with human actions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like most of our history is actually outside of our hands <laughs> when you look at the big picture. It comes down to disease and famine and, you know, droughts and all sorts of shit like that. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Like yeah, we can't control that. Yeah, I mean it's unless and pressures we're, unless we're force just leaders it to make by it... what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we can control that aspect. We can make it hotter. Yeah, I mean yeah. I guess we're doing a pretty good and job. We can of work changing on things. Yeah, <laughs> we can work on changing it so we're not doing that anymore. But yeah, uh, largely it's just out of our control. Um. So, Mount Saint Helen was rated at a five, but just barely. Okay. So that means that at a seven, Tambora was a hundred times more explosive um, or had... B- a thousand times more. No, yeah, a hundred times more. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Mount Tambora was a hundred times larger than Mount Vesuvius. As far as... as, far as it, St. Helen. Fuck! Yeah, you love mixing those two up for some yeah. reason. Then Mount St. Helen. <laughs> Shit. Um... But that's just about explosivity. Right, right. Yeah, it can't determine their deadliness. That's going to yeah. be determined more by, like... Who, um, the population around them. Um, right. The, the geography of the settlements geography. around it. Mm, like, also, maybe even the viscosity, how far it can go. If it's raining. Oh, sure. What the oh, ash yeah. and mudslides can do. Um, oh yeah, it would be dependent on so many different factors. So many different really, yes. Yeah. This is the real world. Things are complicated. <laughs> so, but Krakatoa in Indonesia in 1883 was a seven. Also, I see. But and it then, just happened to release a lot more fine particulates. Yeah, or something. I don't know. Well, because didn't Krakatoa also cause um, some cooling? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, and Vesuvius in 79 AD was a five. Oh yeah. But I'm sorry. I did mess that up because Krakatoa didn't cause nearly as much cooling as, um, 
Mount Tambora. As Mount Tambora. No. So no, it didn't release more fine particulates. Rather, it released less. Yeah. My bad. Oh no, I didn't think you said more, but it still did cause cooling. Sure. Yep. Um, and then the decades volcanoes are the sixteen volcanoes identified by the International Association of Volcanology and Chemistry <laughs> of the Earth's Interior, or the IAVCEI. Oh. Jesus, right? That's a mouthful. And those decade volcanoes, the 16 of them, they're deemed as being worthy of particular study in light of their history of large destructive eruptions and their proximity to humans. Oh, sure. You want to understand them as well as you can. Mm-hmm. And then help save lives. And then they're named the decade volcanoes, not because of time frame, which sounds obvious, but the project was initiated as part of the United Nations-sponsored International Decade for Natural Disaster Reduction oh 1960s <laughs> oh as kind of i don't know it's kind of obnoxious yeah it is <laughs> um <Fucking volcanologists. laughs> seriously i think it's obnoxious oh we've gone this far without mentioning that volcanoes are named after the god vulcan thank you yeah we have who lived underground and you know made war stuff yeah uh he smiths stuff for mars well, mostly, cool I think. on the ologies podcast the volcanologist on there she was talking about how she was working with another volcanologist or uh on listening to volcanoes and some of them she was saying you can hear that loud like crack crack oh, it sounds like he's hit hammering like iron. a very deep hammering of i iron. see dang yeah which is kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. Because you can imagine if, like, you believed in that dude. Like, how yeah. terrifying would that be? That'd be fucking like, scary Like, he's forging shit. some crazy shit down there. <laughs> <laughs> so those 16-decade volcanoes are Avachinsky, Koryaksky, <laughs> which are grouped together from Russia. Oh, okay. And Nevado de Colima, which is in Jalisco, Mexico. Uh, Mount Etna in Sicily of Italy. Okay. Uh, Galeris in Colombia. Mount Loa in Hawaii. Okay, yeah. Mount Merapi in Indonesia. Mount Nyiranggongo of the Democratic Republic of Congo. These names are N-Y- a little bit of trouble there. Yeah. Mount Rainier. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't have wouldn't have suspected that. I didn't know that. Sakurajima in Japan. Santa Maria in Guatemala. Santorini in Greece. Teal Volcano in the Philippines. Titi in Spain. Ulawun in Papua New Guinea. Mount Unzen in Japan. And Vesuvius in Italy. Okay. So that TL, TL what is it in the one in the Philippines? TL Poppy? Uh, Tal. T-A-A-L, Volcano. Tal Volcano? Yeah. Okay. Uh, is that the one that is currently making things really rough down there? Probably. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to an NPR report. It's, uh, it's hellish. Like, it's just awful how many people have lost their homes and their livelihoods. It's fucking Um, crazy. Ranchers coming back to find their animals encased in ash and dead. Just statues. God damn. Just like, yeah. uh, yeah. No, that's fucking crazy. 
Volcanoes are part of the natural carbon cycle. Okay. So they spew carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, and weathering causes a decrease of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. Oh, like rain dissolving it mm. and bringing it down into the oceans. and Which, yeah, brings it to the ocean floor, floor which brings it back into the earth. Yeah, subducts. Yep. I see. So carbon like, cycle. Yeah, basically volcanoes are kind of like a thermostat for Earth. Or have worked like oh, that for a long time. They reg- help regulate help the temperature regulate of our the atmosphere, keeping it s- like, like somewhat stable. Wow! For like I the past five hundred thousand years, they've kept it somewhat, somewhat stable. stable. Huh? Yeah, and scientists actually think that volcanoes helped create the first atmosphere. Wow! I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, like you're yeah. a rock with all of these dissolved gases trapped inside you. I mean, I say you're a rock. Yeah. You're liquid rock mostly, mm-hmm. but you've got all these dissolved gases, and it makes sense that off-gassing. Like, just think of anything new yeah. and how stinky it is. That <laughs> new car smell. That whatever. Yeah. That's all trapped gases in the manufactured materials escaping. Oh, that's interesting. And so, like I Earth, yeah, Earth would do the same thing. It makes sense. Yeah, and it's so massive, it trapped the gas. But, like, so we're sitting here claiming that, or praising volcanoes for emitting CO2 into the atmosphere. Doesn't mean that uh, I think it's good that we're causing global warming. Well, no, we're upsetting that balance. Yeah, we're upsetting the balance. We're spewing more than any volcanoes, like, in any... Like not only that, when you look at when you that, look at yeah. like really awful volcanic events in history, they never re- never released as much CO two into the atmosphere as quickly as we are doing now. This is worse than the worst volcanic event. And when I say event, I mean on geological timescales. Yeah, I mean thank like you. when yeah. for hundreds of thousands of years, volcanoes are just raging in a region and it causes um, worldwide climate shifting. Yeah. Um, Things like Snowball Earth. I believe they think Snowball Earth happened because of when the when the North Pole and the South or the polar converged. ice caps actually converged and met at the equator. They believe that was set off by volcanism. Yeah, most likely. Um, and yeah, I would think so, so. Yeah, if we if we fuck with that, as we are doing, <laughs> uh, and when you release more CO two than has ever happened in this short of period of time, and you expect it to be fine, like that's just so like naive. Was, like I was saying, uh, I have some figures on it. Okay. So from the Oregon State University, they explain that volcanism produces about, <laughs> yeah, go beeves. Go beeves. <laughs> Five times 10 to the 11th kilograms of CO2 per year are released by volcanoes. Okay. So one more time. That five times. Five times 10 to the 11. To the 11th power. Okay. Uh-huh, of kilograms of CO2 per year. And then oceanic and terrestrial biomasses, like the cycles of such, Maintain a carbon dioxide reservoir in the atmosphere of about 22 times 10 to the 15. Reservoir? Reservoir. The reservoir dogs? Yeah, they create a carbon dioxide reservoir in the atmosphere. Did I say reservoir? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so uh, I'll do the calculations that they did at the end. Okay. Uh, current fossil fuel and land use practices now int- introduce about a net 17.6 times 10 to the 12th. To the 12th. Oh, yeah. wow. That's a much larger number. Yeah. So volcanism produces about 3% of the total CO2, with the other 97% coming from anthropogenic sources. Because shit. the biomasses, they kind of regulate themselves. Right, right, themselves exactly. Like you said, it, it yeah, it's so a like, net, it's a net zero. Yeah, f- with biomass so essentially. Volcanoes 
bring 3% and we in our activities create 97% of new of new CO2. Okay, yeah. So how looking at geology, I'm just addressing the denial of climate change or the denial of the anthropogenic source of it. Yeah. So a lot of people now believe that it's real, but they deny that humans are the cause of it. And they say, you know, the earth goes through cycles. That's absolutely true, mm. but it's a bad faith argument. <laughs> because um, yeah, it the goes geologists who actually itself. study these cycles, the ones who've spent their entire careers and their adult lives mastering this subject, they're telling you that cycles like this don't fucking happen. Yeah. And so when you when you just like say, eh. Uh, what do they know? <laughs> it's really, actually, really arrogant. Yeah. Because what you're doing is throwing away their lifetime of knowledge and saying that your ignorance is better than that. There are thousands and thousands of lifetimes of knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Because they're standing on the shoulders of giants. Yeah. Right? So, well, and there are thousands and thousands of geologists currently alive. Exactly. Yeah. So you're talking about, <laughs> yeah, how many man hours of actually work. And all of these people just believe the wrong thing. Because I mean, your intuition tells you? Yeah. Because you don't want to feel guilty. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. The other thing I have uh, to wrap it up is the thing about the mass extinction events. Okay, yeah, but yeah. But we pretty much talked about it. It possibly caused or contributed to the end or <laughs> end Ordovician. Oh, uh, Ordovician. Thank you. The end Ordovician, Permian Triassic, and late Devonian mass extinctions. Yeah, I believe the Permian mass extinction, I think if I'm not mistaken, it was the worst mass extinction ever. It's also called the yeah. Great Dying. Yep, that was the and that was the largest known volcanic event ever. I see. And when La event we mean not a last, single of we the mean last like five hundred million years. I see. And we're when we're say um event again we're talking about like when i said it earlier not a single something, eruption yeah something that happens over thousands of years yeah yeah this one uh i think they said what happened like continued for a million years Woo! yeah a million years of fucking volcanoes going off and when you say the great dying that's because it's estimated to have killed 90 percent of all extant species right and if you look at different um, different groups of the animal kingdom um, you'll see that like some of them 97% died or like some yeah. of them only 80% died but as an average I think I can't remember the specifics but yeah some groups of life like let's say insects or amphibians some mm. groups of, of the animal tree of life were more resilient lost like 97% of all species yeah I think ocean acidification was a big deal in the Permian yep. um, and okay so let's put this in a perspective that event took a million years quote unquote um so if you how can anyone and 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 90 percent of species were completely incapable of adapting to the circumstances yeah how is anything gonna possibly adapt to what we're doing now no shit exactly that, just evolution can't work on these such short time scales yeah no, we're gonna, we're we're basically unless we figure out a way to fix it, we're fucked. Yeah, unless Greta Thunberg saves us, we're fucked. Come on, Greta, we're counting on you, Greta. Yeah, because um, like she told <laughs> us, we can't count on our leaders. Like clearly, they are no, failing us completely, especially when they deny it exists. Fucking a. Apparently, right now there's a conspiracy theory floating around in Australia that um 
all of the fires are started by arsonists, and it has nothing to do with global warming. Oh, my God. And they're saying, no, no, no. This can't happen without global warming. Me. God damn it. Yep. Ah, people just make me so mad. Um, You got anything else about volcanoes? Nah. 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 I guess me neither. So that is it for this episode. Dexplanations is recorded at Rabbit Pen Studios in Eugene, Oregon. It's produced, edited, and provided them sweet licks by Jonathan Cunningham. Art logo and website design by Monet Moran. My trusted co-host is David Drondell. And I want to thank all of our patrons on Patreon. Alexis, Amanda, Ben, Betty, Kevin, Derek, Emily, Hannah, Linda, Nick, Susan, Tanner, Tori, and Trevor. And our only tattoo patron ever is Brittany. Thanks, y'all. We really appreciate it, and your support it really helps the show. So if you, too, want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash Dexplanations. Tell a friend to listen to your favorite episode or leave a review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate like any of it because we're trying to get more exposure for the show, and we really, really appreciate you for doing that. Likely, we got a bunch of things wrong, as always. If you want to tell me about it or just want to bullshit, hit me up at Dexplanationspodcast at gmail.com, tweet me at Dexplanations, or comment on the Instagram. I'll bring it up in a later episode or do a new episode about it. Oh, and as for you, you have an explosive personality. Bye now.